Well, good morning, everybody, and my name's Tim, and uh, thank you for joining us here as we're having church without church. <laughs> okay, We're in a series called Going Viral, and this is our second uh, lesson in this series. We're talking about what are you spreading. We're going to focus the next several weeks on the fruit of the Spirit. And um, while we're, you and I are taking measures uh, to prevent the, this uh, COVID-19 from spreading, this series is about uh, taking measures to spread something good. And today I want to talk about how to spread God's love in a crisis. You know, you and I were created to lead a life of love, to love God and to love others. That's what the Bible teaches, you know. Jesus said, he was asked one time, what's the greatest commandment? He said, well, it's to love God with everything you have and to love others. And so we're going to talk about that today a little bit. How do we do that? How do I lead the life of love like Christ uh, lived? Look at this passage here in uh, Ephesians 5, because it kind of tells us what to do here. It says, live your life with love, following the example of Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us, who was a sacrificial offering that smelled sweet to God. You know, the way we learn to love in the crisis is we learn from Jesus, because he did a lot of loving during critical times. And so living like Jesus means to love like Jesus. Remember one time he said in, in the, in the, to John, in the Gospel of John, John mentions something about, um, as I have loved you, love one another. And when he washed the feet of the disciples, the Bible says he showed the full extent of his love. And he reminds the disciples, see how I've loved you this way? I want you to do the same thing for each other. Now, if there was ever a time that, uh, that we need to love like Jesus, would you say it's now? I think so. Uh, today, that's what I want to talk to you about is how do you love God and how do you love others, specifically in a crisis? Last week, we looked at some passages, and I hope you if you, uh, you can still get the notes even for this lesson on greeteraltonchurch.org. And uh, in the last week's lesson notes, there was a, a, a list of passages that showed the miracles of Jesus. And I pointed out that we not only see some miracle, the miracles of Jesus, but we also see his manner in which he approached uh, difficult moments. But I noticed something else here, okay? And that is that the most loving moments of Jesus were in the times when it was very difficult. You could say, while experiencing the worst, Jesus expresses his love the best. And a great example of this is at the cross. You see Jesus loving people, loving God. I mean, think about it. It was an awful, awful week for Jesus. It was an awful day for Jesus. He was betrayed, rejected, deserted, abused. And while he's crucified, he's being insulted and ridiculed by everybody. They're dividing up his clothes before he's dead. You see selfishness all around the cross. And so what's Jesus doing? What do you see Jesus doing in this crisis? You see him loving. He sees his mom. You see him love his mom, his best friend, and a total stranger. So let's talk about that, okay? What? How do I love like Christ in a crisis? How can I love like Jesus right now? Well, to love like Jesus, number one, I'm sensitive to the needs of others. Look what the Bible says here in 1 Corinthians 13. It says, love is not self-absorbed. 
you know, right now it's easy to be self-absorbed, huh? I mean, really, after all, would you, would you blame anyone if they were? We're worried about our job. I know of people getting laid off this week. Some of you have been laid off from your job this week. We're restricted as to where we can go. Some of you are worried about your health. You know, last week I, I just realized I could get sick. And that started going through my mind. What would happen if I was to get this virus? And maybe you're thinking, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to take care of my family? I mean, I can understand why you, you know, everybody understands that's on our mind. Jesus had a lot on his plate too. He had a lot of things on his mind on the cross. But what I notice is what's on his mind is not only what he's going through, but he's thinking of what everybody else is going through too. He's thinking of others. He's sensitive to what's going on in their life as well. Look at this example here in John 19. It says, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister. By the way, I never noticed that his aunt was there. His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple, in other words, John, took her into his home. A lot of stuff's happening around the cross. A lot of people are focused on Jesus. They're watching him die. They're watching a crucifixion. They're watching uh, an execution go on. And yet some people are under the radar. No one even notices them. No one sees them. But Jesus sees them. And I don't know if you're what you're dealing with right now during this COVID-19 crisis, but I want you to know Jesus sees you. He notices you. He cares about what's going on. You may be under the radar with others, but not with your Lord. He sees his aunt. He sees his mother. And he sees his best friend. He says, says to his mom and he says to his best friend, take care of each other. You're going to need each other. Make sure you love each other. I think it's interesting that Jesus is teaching his mom and his best friend to focus on others in a crisis. You know, one of the best ways you show your love to your family and to your friends is by giving them your attention. There's a lot of memes out there, I got to admit. I saw a meme uh, this morning of an old lady knitting a hangman's noose and saying, Jane, during the last two weeks, <laughs> is getting something ready for her husband, Jim. I know some of you, your family, you may be getting on each other's nerves, but I'll tell you what, it's a great opportunity to give your children and your, your, your spouse attention, your attention. Greatest way to show love. Your neighborhood, your friends need to have your attention during a crisis. I was watching on Facebook uh, this week. Maybe you caught it. Uh, Richard and Megan Harder's twins, uh, Owen and Lucas, having a birthday parade. I loved it. And I thought, maybe it's making me, got me some ideas stirring up what I can do with my grandkids and for my neighbors as well. Just being sensitive during a crisis. Let me ask you a question. Who's in a crisis right now that's under the radar? Maybe other people are not thinking about. Maybe you haven't thought about. But you're thinking about now. Maybe it's a neighbor. 
Maybe it's a senior citizen just a few doors away. Maybe it's a single mother. Maybe it's a Christian that's a member of your church. And you wonder, wonder if anybody's calling on them. You know, we got such great technology. We can FaceTime each other. We can, we can, we can go to their house, stand out in the yard and call them on the phone and talk to them through the window if we want to. Just what are some things we can do that maybe they need something? And I know you're going through the crisis. I'm going through it too. And Jesus says, I'm not saying don't ignore what you're going through. You're going through it. I'm aware of what I'm going through on the cross, but I'm also thinking about what everybody else is going through. And that's where it starts. I'm sensitive to the needs of others. Number two, to to love like Jesus, I'm generous with what I have. Now I got thinking about this. Jesus never had a lot. Uh, his clothes. He didn't have a lot of clothes. He, in fact, he says he had no place to lay his head. He didn't even have a house. And I noticed something here at the cross that he's generous with what he has. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Look at Luke, uh, John 19 here, verses 23 through 24. It says, when the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's just decide by lot who'll get it. You know, this crisis has literally taken the clothes off the Lord's back. He's lost just about everything. And yet uh, he chooses to be generous with what he has left. Now, I know right now... uh, you may be thinking right now something like this. This uh, this coronavirus has slowly been taking things away from me. It's taking away my freedom, taking away my routine, taking away, maybe taking away my business or my job. Um, first of all, I want you to know something. You're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. I love the passage in Psalms 37. It's not on the not on your notes, not up on the screen. But in Psalms 37, 25, David said, you know, I'm old now and I've learned something over the years that God does not forsake the godly and their children won't be found begging for bread in the streets. God's going to take care of you. You seek him first. And we're going to get through this. But I want you to think about something else. And that is you have an opportunity to give God's love to someone. You're going to have opportunities to be generous. So don't, don't let this virus steal your generosity. Don't keep everything to yourself, but be willing to share it. Choose to be generous. See, generosity is not based on how much you have, but what you're willing to give. You know, Nathan right now has got a, he's gonna have a post on his face, on the church Facebook page uh, about church on the streets. And uh, he was telling me last week a little bit about it that they're the only organization right now they're able to have contact with the homeless. They've, they've got everything kind of uh, arranged legally and everything to where they got all their paperwork correct. And they're out there, they've been out there every day. Today he's out there right now and he's gonna be posting uh, a, a video of what's going on uh, this afternoon. And um, I just want you to know, he's tell, I asked him, I said, Nathan, is there anything we could do for this organization? And he said, Tim, dad he said hey you know we can always give some bottled water but if you want to make a donation there you can look at this passage here in john 15 
It says, this is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You know, Jesus had nothing left but his life. What little time he had, he gave to others. And I just want to ask you to think about being generous. Be generous with what you have. You don't have to have a lot. Just be generous with what you have. That's a way to love other people like Jesus. Number three, to love like Jesus, I care about the spiritual condition of others over my personal circumstances. This is a tough one. You know, people are really giving it to Jesus at the cross. You should say his condition's not well. Look at this. It says, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals. One on his right, one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. You drop down a few more verses in Luke 23. And this, look what's going on here. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at it. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. It's almost like the other criminal, he got caught up. If you read earlier passages, the criminals are giving it to Jesus too. He's caught up in the selfishness of the crisis as well. But then he realizes something. He begins to think. He's looking at Jesus and how, he, how he's treating people. How he's talking to his mom. How he's talking to his best friend. How he's saying, Father, forgive everybody. They don't know what they're doing. And it occurs to him, maybe Jesus is saving me. Look what he goes on to say. He says, don't you fear God? Since you're under the same sentence, we're punished justly. For we're getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. I want you to know this morning, you are on the mind of Jesus right now. And he wants you, he's teaching you to place someone on your mind beside yourself. It's a tough time. It's tough for some people. Tough, maybe tough for you. And Jesus is not saying, I'm not aware of what's happening to me. He is aware of what's happening to him. But he's also aware of an opportunity here. And that's to help someone find Jesus, to help find Christ. You know, Isaiah 53 talks about in detail, prophesies what he's going, he's going to go through on the cross. He's crushed. He's bruised. He's beaten. He's rejected. And then it says... But he will see the light of life ahead and be satisfied. He'll find joy in this. In other words, while he's seeing and while he's experiencing the things that this crisis is doing to him, he's also sees something else, an opportunity, and it excites him. You have an opportunity to show Jesus. You have an opportunity to show that God cares. You know, we have an opportunity. Listen, I'm speaking specifically to the, those of you who are members of Greater Alton Church. You have an opportunity to really show what Christianity is about, what it's really like. And you have an opportunity to show people and help people find Christ. I just think it's amazing. Jesus is dying on the cross and he's still finding time to, to promise people, to encourage people to have a great relationship with God. Let me ask you, do you love your family? I know you say, oh, of course, you love your friends. What are you doing about their spiritual condition? Because that's more important 
See, there's a virus that's been here much longer than this COVID-19, and it's called sin. And it is destroying people's lives. I've been watching this this uh, online, uh, the totals, uh, world meter, the totals of how many people have died from the coronavirus, how many people have it, we're over 100,000 now in the United States. And it keeps a daily thing with charts and graphs. I just wonder if we ever thought about how many, if we could put in our mind how many people are sick and from the sin in their life that are dying without Christ right now. And if I'm, I just know sometimes I get so caught up when things are well that I'm not even thinking about that. And in a crisis, it'd be easy just to be self-focused and self-absorbed. Jesus says, no, I'm going to look at the spiritual, I'm looking at the spiritual condition, Tim. I came here to seek and to save lost people, and I'm doing it to my dying breath. And I just want to encourage you to know, if you want to love people like Christ, Yes, we're going to help people with their emotional needs and their physical needs, but there's a spiritual need that's greatest by, that's the greatest by far. And you're, you're put in your neighborhood, in your family, in your workspace to help people find a cure for that. Let's wrap this up. Number four, if I'm going to love like Jesus, I depend on God's love for me. Look at this. This is an interesting verse, uh, interesting translation here. It says love. He's talking about love, Paul is. He says, endures through every circumstance. That love continues when it's good, when it's bad. It just keeps, it endures through these things. And you may be thinking right now, you know, Tim, what you're talking to me about, man, it's pretty tough. I, to, to love like Jesus, that's nearly impossible. And I want to tell you, you're right. It is impossible. You see, I can't love like Jesus without Jesus. I have to have him personally. I have to have him as, as Lord of my life. You know, and how do I know that? Because I have an example of that in the scriptures. And it's found in, found in the example of John, who happens to be at the foot of the cross. You know, John wasn't known as the most loving guy on earth. In fact, there was a time he would he would ask Jesus to call down lightning and strike people dead. He wanted to get even, you know. He's called one of the sons of thunder. And the interesting thing is, we find this guy who's so prickly and hard, hard-shelled, hard-skinned, whatever, hard-hearted. Something happened at the foot of the cross. He experienced the love of Jesus firsthand. And it changed him. And because he had Jesus, he could love beyond his conditions. You know, our love has limits, but the Lord's is unconditional. And when you experience God's unconditional love... It overflows. It first fills you up and it's able to overflow in our relationships. Look what, look what John says. Here's a guy who used to have trouble loving. Look what he says about God's love after the cross. He says here in 1 John, If he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. He says, man, I'm convinced now. If he loves me, he wants me to love everybody else. And look what he says here in, the, in verse 16. So we know the love that God has for us and we trust that love. He goes, I'm going to trust that God loves me. I'm going to trust that he cares about me, but I'm also going to believe he loves everybody else and he, and he cares about everybody else. And see, when you depend on God's love like that, and you, you accept God's love for you, you realize he loves everybody like that too. 
It's going to change the way you treat others. Look what he says here as we close in 1 John 4, verse 19. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. It's how we can love. By experiencing that love ourselves, our response is, I'm going to love others. I want you to know something this morning. God used a crisis to express his love to you. He wants to use this crisis to express his love again. Will you spread that? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your incredible love for us. And Father, thank you for loving us when really during a time when you, I think all of us would understand it's okay to think about yourself, but you don't. You, you take that bitter cup and you, turn, you, you drink it gladly. And you love people that are cruel to you. You love people that are indifferent to you. You love each of us. What a tremendous love. Thank you, Father. Father, would you help us help us spread your love in this crisis at this time that's a critical time. Father, it's a rare opportunity. It's not about growing a church. It's about loving people like you want us to. Father, we pray that you you use us. Help us be sweet with the fruit of love. Let your Holy Spirit produce that in us in such a way that we'll think of others, we'll be sensitive to the neighbors we have, their family members we have that don't know you, that we'll think about their spiritual condition, where they are, where they stand with you more than what we're presently going through. Father, I pray that you'll help us depend on that love because it's hard to do that, Father. It's hard to do that. And oh God, help us be generous with what we have and not be selfish. We thank you, Father. Thank you for loving us in our crisis. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.